We do a quick review on the word of the Lord for 2020 and then share on the importance of a clear vision as taught by Jesus and practical tips on applying this to our spiritual life for 2020. What we want to do this morning is just quickly review the word of the Lord, take about 10-15 minutes just to review the word of the Lord and then share a message uh, that's more geared towards us for uh, 2020. So let's first quickly review the word of the Lord. We'll do that especially for the benefit of those who missed the New Year's Day service. I want to just quickly review it. Uh, you can get the full message on our church website. You can listen to the entire uh, sermon recording. So the word of the Lord for us, 2020, new wine, fresh oil, new wineskin. So we just uh explain that we receive new oil and f- new wine and fresh oil for a new you or present yourself as a new wine skin to receive new wine and fresh oil present yourself to god for this now when we talk about new wine skin we're saying a new wine skin means becoming a new you so you say god i don't want to be that same person that i was right i want to be something new and god help me do this god takes us through that process of presenting ourselves as a new wine skin and uh, new wine skin also means uh, receiving new dispensers so the scripture that we based all of this on was in mark 2 where jesus said new wine must be poured into new wine skin new wine must come into new wine skin so we got to present ourselves to god as a new wine skin so that he can pour new wine fresh oil on our lives. So uh be open to becoming a new wine skin, also be open to receiving new ways, new dispensers, uh, new methods, new means to start new strategies, new containers to receive and to pour out the new thing God wants to release through you. The new wine that we spoke about it represents new things that God wants to release in a new season. New wine represents new things. So get ready. for that for God to be God to release new things it also represents a new work of the spirit that is released in us so we encourage all of us take some time to think about this you know in what way can you present yourself as a new wine skin personally to receive the new things God wants to release in you and through you right so personal application think about it pray about it as a church um we presented these to us and this is where that card comes in uh we have put this on the card so you can keep it in your bible and uh, hopefully when you read the word of god you'll be reminded to do this here are four ways you and i as a church community are going to present ourselves as a new wine skin in order to receive and release uh, the new things god wants us to do are you with me so the first thing we said was all of us fast and pray every friday Right? now this is not a commandment so don't feel condemned if you didn't fast one friday you know it's relax right this is an invitation let's do it that's all right so i uh, do it if you can't do it on a friday if you feel wednesday is a better day for you that's okay do it on a wednesday or if you miss a particular week don't feel condemned this is something we uh, we just inviting all of us to do so fast and pray friday and pray for these four things you know pray for maturity it's on this card I pray for maturity that every person uh, at APC will grow to become like Jesus. Pray for miracles 
I pray for increased miracles to take place. And we say, why do we pray for miracles? Because there are people who have needs, who have situations in their life which only God can solve. Amen? That's why we have to pray. God needs to step in. God needs to help them. Right? That's why we're praying and saying, God, do miracles. Whether it's healing or something else. So we pray for that. Lord, let people's needs be met. Uh, individuals, families, businesses. Uh, multiplication. We want every location to double this year. So that's including us. So we have about 500 some people coming here. By the end of the year, we should have at least a thousand. Amen? That means thousand means this auditorium is full. This auditorium has, I think, 1,100 some seats, something like that. I forget the exact number, but something like that. So we could definitely fill this place up. Amen? And we could do better than that. So you pray, God, we are speaking over Central. This is doubling this year. And the, every chair is full. So pray for multiplication. Pray for all our locations and ministries. All the ministries God has blessed us with. Pray for God's anointing and grace uh, to bless the lives of people. So pray over the ministries, publications, and just various things. Secondly, each one of us share Jesus with at least one person each week. One person. Look, try. Keep that in your mind. Now, some weeks may, a week may go by. You may not share. Don't feel condemned. But this is our goal. We need to be intentional about it and keep that in your mind everywhere you go. Now, I realize many of us, you know, when we work, we are sitting at our desk. We're interacting with a terminal for so many hours. Uh, maybe you get a chance to speak to people in your office, but most of the time, most of us are working. And so it's a little difficult. So we need to be a little intentional about it. You say, God, during my lunch break, when I go to have my lunch in the cafeteria or in the evening when I'm stopping at the grocery store on the way home, something, God. Give me an opportunity to talk to somebody. Point somebody to Jesus. Amen? We need to be intentional. So take up that challenge yourself. One person. I just talk to them about Jesus. Keep that in your mind. When you're intentional, then you'll recognize the opportunities, the divine moments God sets up for your life. But keep that as a goal. One person every week. I think, and I may be wrong, but I think it was D.L. Moody who had a goal of one person every day. Every day, one person. So there will be evenings he will be roaming the streets to find that person that he has to talk to before he went to sleep. But that was his goal. We are having something a little easier. One person a week. Right? So set that as your goal. Number three. How are we going to be a new wineskin? Each one of us invite at least two people a month. Just invite them. You see, whether a person receives Christ or not is not your responsibility. Whether they come here, cannot, you can't force them. But at least you can invite them. So, at least two people every month, just invite. Would you like to come to our services? Invite them. And uh, especially, we'll have these supernatural Sundays happening every fourth Sunday throughout the year. Invite them. If they have needs, let them come. Let God touch them and let them experience the goodness of God. And lastly, number four, as a church, we move spontaneous with the Holy Spirit. Right? So we have an order, but we want to be open to the move of the Holy Spirit. So this year, we're going to change how we do church. Be open to that change and let the Holy Spirit move more freely in us during our services. Are you all with me so far? Amen? So keep this card. Remind you, on the back, we have the APC dream. Speak over it. Bless. Believe God for that to be fulfilled. Uh, so keep this in your Bible. Remind yourself and keep 
praying together. So this morning, in the next 10-15 minutes, I want to talk to us about Vision 2020. We will read a couple of verses from Matthew chapter 6, verses 22 to 24. Matthew 6, verses 22 to 24. And Jesus is talking about laying up treasures in heaven. And then he talks about not dividing your attention between the Lord and money. Being focused. And in between that, he talks about vision. And that's what I want us to focus on. Matthew chapter 6 verses 22 to 24. Jesus said, the lamp of the body. Let's read it together please. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and man. So Jesus is using the analogy of the physical body. He says, look, if you have a good vision, 2020 vision, normal, you have a good vision, then you have Light. It's like you are in the light. You can see things clearly. But if your vision is bad, then it's like you're in darkness. Just using this physical natural analogy to communicate to us something that is of spiritual relevance, spiritual importance. And I want to make these four statements based on these two verses, verses 22 and 23. Number one, and we're talking in terms of vision now. He says... We can say this, a clear vision brings light. Right? There is a natural, that is, if you have good eyesight, you're in the light. But a clear vision brings light. Number two, a clear vision helps you know where you're going. You can see ahead of you. You can see maybe even your destination. A clear vision helps you know where you're going. A clear vision keeps you from stumbling, especially if you're walking on Indian footpaths. <laughs> if you have clear vision, you know, hey, the next step I take, nothing is there. <laughs> I have to cross that. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll be down in the drain. <laughs> you know, you need clear vision keeps you from stumbling, from falling. Number four. A clear vision helps you stay focused. That's what he says in 24. Verse 24, you, know, you cannot serve two masters. You're focused. A clear vision helps you stay focused. So I want to talk a little bit about vision and then put it in the context of our spiritual lives in a few minutes from now. When you talk about vision, let me use the word vision or dream interchangeably, synonymously. Uh, vision, we're actually referring to, especially in the, in the context of what I'm speaking to us about, we're talking about f- having foresight, being able to see, having foresight of where you're going, why you're going there, and how to get there. Having foresight of where you're going, 
why you want to get there and how to get there. The why is very important. Because the why is what compels you. It's your motivator. If you don't have a strong enough why, your where may be very glamorous, but you may not be motivated enough to get there. So your why must be compelling. So where you're going, why you're going there, and how you're going to get there. That, in essence, is a clear vision. So tell your neighbor, get a vision. Live your life. So sometimes we tell somebody, hey, get a life, man. <laughs> but before you can get a life, you need to get a vision. Otherwise, you're just existing. You're not living. You can exist or you can live. You know, and that, the difference there is a person who's living life has a vision. But it's just existing. You're going from day to day. Days are passing. But when you have a vision, you're living. It compels you. It moves you. So you get a vision, you can live your life. And, uh, you know, for, and, and we do this all the time. You know, many of us here are, are leading teams, departments, organizations, and uh, so on. And, uh, and we, 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 we actually practice these things. You know, if you're a, lead, a team leader or the head of a department or division, uh, you know where you want to take your team, or where you want to take your department, or where you want to take your, you know where. You know why. You know, I want to increase revenues, I want to, you know, sell so much, whatever. You know the why to it. And you also know the how. Okay, I got to do these things in order to take, get there. So we practice these things actually. And, uh, you know, even... But I want us to translate these things, which we probably use day in and day out in our workplaces. I want to translate that into our personal life and then especially in relation to our spiritual life. And that's the part maybe many of us may not have bridged the gap and want to help us do that today. So in a personal life, similarly, you need to have a clear vision of the person that you want to become, that you desire to become, of the purpose. Why do you want to become that person? What's motivating? Why do you want to become that person? And the process of getting there. So let's all say this. Person, purpose, process. So we need to be clear. If you're clear about this, it really help you and me. Help us. What is a person you are desiring to become? The person. We're talking about personal level. You know, we, we, we do this in the workplace, but now transfer to yourself. What? kind of person do you want to become? What do you want to be? Why do you want to become that person? And uh, how are you going to get there? The process of getting there. So, you know, yesterday Amy made me stand on the weighing scale and she said, this December you've put on four kgs. And seriously, it was four kgs more than my, oh man, all the plum cakes. <laughs> all the Christmas things. So immediately in my mind, I said, this year, I must lose 10 kgs. <laughs> my mind. Okay. So the person I want to become this year is going to be 10 kgs lesser in weight. <laughs> okay, physically. I'm just applying this physically, right? Think through this. What kind of person do I want to become physically? 10 kg less. Okay. Purpose. 
Very good. So I can be better. I can be fit. I can be healthy and take care of my health. That's the purpose. It's a good, good purpose. Why? The why to it. It's good. Process. Ah. That's the tough part. It means you have exercise and watch your diet. It's a process. But you've got to think this through. And if you're clear about the person, the purpose, and the process, it's most likely you're going to do it. If I'm, I only have that person as a, wow, that's a nice fairy tale vision of myself, 10 kg uh, lesser weight. That's nice. But if, 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 if that purpose is not compelling enough or if I'm not committed to the process, then I will never achieve it. December will come and next December will be another four cages. Are you listening? Right? So we apply these things physically, right? What person do you want to be? Why do you want to be that? The purpose and the process. How are you going to get there? So, uh, just a few other thoughts on this clear vision. A vision is often, capt- often captured as a mental picture. So you see, thank God for imagination. Thank God for our ability to, in our mind's eye, to go into a future that we desire to get to. It's like a time machine. Our mind is like a time machine. You can travel into your future, see the kind of person you want to become. But thank God for that. Because that, having that mental picture keeps you reminded. This is the person I want to become. This is why I want to do it, purpose, and this is the process. I need to do this. Right? So you often capture it as a mental picture. Now, uh, again, so many of you might be using this in your workplace over off, often again. You might be doing more complex things, but just for the purposes uh, for our uh, understanding this morning, usually a vision or a dream is broken down into goals. So you can just break it down. For example, your vision, you break it into three goals, goal one, two, and three. Now these goals uh, may, doesn't, don't always have to be approached concurrently as is shown here. Sometimes they linearly, they happen sequentially one after the other. So this is just an example. So you break your vision into goals. And then each goal has to have certain tasks. You break it down further. I'm going to do these things to accomplish this goal. And if I accomplish these three goals, it's going to help me fulfill the vision. Do you all understand that? And many of you may be doing more complex things in your workplace. You you have a vision, you break it down to goals, tasks, you have your work breakdown structure and so on and so on. But this is for us to understand. So if you want to go after your vision, you break it down to goals, and then you have tasks that help you go after these goals. And again, this is common information. We say when your goals have to be smart, that means you've got to have specific goals. You've got to be measurable. They've got to be achievable. They've got to be relevant. They've got to be time-bound. So we know all of these things. But what I want to challenge us this morning is... To apply this to your spiritual life. And that's what many of us may not have thought about. That I can actually apply the same 
thinking to my spiritual life have a 2020 vision for your spiritual life a clear vision for your spiritual life for this year how about that otherwise spiritually we just attend church come worship go home the year comes and goes we still the same But I want to challenge us, each one of us, have a vision for your spiritual life for this year. So let's just go through the, this whole thing. How, what would it look like? First of all, person. What kind of person do you want to become by the end of the year spiritually? Right? We're talking about professionally. You know, all of that is good. All these things you apply to every area of life. But we're talking about spiritually. spiritually what kind of person do you want to become before 2020 is out so it may you know you may say something like this uh you say i desire to become a person who shares jesus christ boldly freely with people and i want to be a person who helps others experience god's miracle working power I want to become that person. How about that? Now I'm not saying all of us have to take on this thing. I'm just saying example. What kind of person do you want to be by the end of the year? I want to be a person who talks about Jesus freely with people. And I want to help people experience God's miracle working. That's the person I want to become. So I have a picture of that, of yourself doing that. That's my vision. 2020 for this year spiritually in my spiritual life or it could be something different but you need to have a 2020 clear vision of the person you want to become spiritually by the end of this year purpose why do you want to become such a person well you can have a good motivation well because I really love Jesus and Jesus has been so good to me I want to help others experience Jesus that's the purpose that's the why why you want to become that person spiritually Are you all with me so far that's the purpose because I have experienced him I want others to experience him but if I want others to experience I need to become something I want to become that person that will help others experience jesus that's my purpose ah oh, now comes what's the third thing process ah oh, how are you going to become that person how are you going to become that person by the end of the year how are you going to change maybe today i might be a little timid person i might be very you know free when it comes to talking about jesus to other people How about praying for the sick I'll say hold on I'll dial my pastor <laughs> or my life group leader or somebody else but I want to change that I don't want to be the same person at the end of the year by the end of the year I want to be a person who's freely talking about Jesus and ministering God's power to people why because I want others to know Jesus and I want others to experience his goodness the way I've experienced goodness but how do I become that person the process 
So what do you do? You set some goals for yourself. And this is only an example. I'm not saying everybody has to have three goals. But you might break it down to these three goals. You'd say, number one, my first goal is I have to grow strong spiritually. And I keep growing strong spiritually throughout the year. I keep increasing my passion for Jesus. That's my first goal. My second goal will be I need to develop some skills to share Jesus with people. How do we do it? How is so-and-so doing it? How is so how do they get these skills? I need to develop those skills. And thirdly, my third goal will be I also need to learn how to minister God's miracle working. I need to do that. How do I learn that? Are you all with me so far? Yeah. So these are three goals that you might set for yourself this year. Spiritual life. Okay? Now, what are you going to do to accomplish each one of these three goals? First goal, which is to grow strong spiritually and keep increasing your passion for it. What, what would you do? Simple things. And again, these are just examples. Number one would be spend time in the word of God and prayer every day. Spend time. So that would be your first thing. If you don't like the word task, put it as activity. If you don't like the word activity, just come up with your own word. <laughs> you know, the task sounds very old-fashioned. It's okay. Just use whatever language you're comfortable with. So one activity is I spend time personally. Number two, task two for this first goal. You know, take a d- day in the week where I maybe skip a meal or two and spend a extra time in prayer, fast. So that means I'm saying, God, I'm putting more effort on my spiritual. I want to just downplay the physical. And maybe a third task would be throughout the week on be alert and share Jesus with every opportunity. Because if you love somebody, you want to talk about him. So three things to achieve my first goal. Become stronger spiritually. Become more passionate about Jesus. Are you with me? Second goal. Develop skills to share Jesus with others. How do you do that? I'm doing a little promotion here, I have to admit. (laughs) Attend the week in school on lifestyle evangelism. See, the church is trying to help you. Provide you with whatever training you need. Because you're not just a church member, you are a minister of God. So we have weekend schools happening every month, January to November. So attend. And then the schedule is on the website. You go on register. There's a weekend school called uh, Lifestyle Evangelism. Maybe t- teach you how to share Jesus with people. How do you look for opportunities? How do you talk to people about Jesus? How do you respond to questions? How do you, all that practical stuff. So you put it down in your calendar. Saturday, April 18th. I'm attending this weekend school. Then, task number the next task for this goal is attend the weekend school on apologetics with power. This is on June 13th. Now, apologetics, what is it? It helps you answer all the difficult questions that people ask. So, they ask, why do you believe in God? So my pastor told me. <laughs> That's not an answer they'll accept. <laughs> you need to know why you believe in God. Why do you say there is a creator? Why do you believe the Bible is authentic? Do you know the Bible is the most reliable Ancient book, more reliable than Shakespeare, more reliable than Socrates and all the others, the philosophers. This Bible is more, but you need to have the facts that there are so many thousand manuscripts available and all of that. 
So we teach you all that in the school of apologetics. Come that weekend school. It's just one day, one Saturday a month. You'll, it'll, you'll strengthen you and you will, it'll get rid of all the fear if people ask you difficult questions. We talk about understanding Hinduism and Islam and how do you understand that? So that you can communicate the gospel in a way they can understand. But with the power of God. So attend weekend school. Then task six. Uh, under that same goal, invite at least two people to your life group or to church every month. So you're practicing, you're developing those skills to share Jesus with others. Are you with me so far? Simple things. Yeah, this is how you can develop yourself. And third goal, I learn how to minister God's miracle working power. Okay, you got to learn how to do that. How are you going to do it? Task seven, attend the weekend school on healing and deliverance. March 14th, block it out in your calendar. I have to be there. Attend the weekend school. Because you can learn how to minister healing and deliverance. We teach you. It's a safe environment to practice. And attend the weekend school on the gifts of the spirit. September 12th. Attend that weekend school. Learn about the gifts. Learn how to be open to flow. So, simple thing. If you do these things, what kind of person you want to be? Why you want to go there? Well, this is a process. I'm getting there. Let me work on it through the course of the year. Then you will surely get somewhere by the end of the year. So tell a neighbor, get somewhere by the end of the year. <laughs> Amen? I'm talking spiritually. Spiritually, you need to get somewhere. Don't be in this place, same place today. You have a year. God's giving you time. Make progress spiritually. Now we go back to what Jesus said. Now close. Those two verses, Matthew 6, 22, 24. He said, the lamp of the body is the eye. If the eye is good, your whole body is full of light. If you have a good vision, verse 23. But if your eye is bad, your whole body is full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is in darkness, how great is that darkness. I'll skip verse 24 and just summarize now. Point one, we said, a clear vision brings light. If you have a clear vision, you're like a person who is in the light. The sun is shining, the birds are singing, you're happy. Why? You have a clear vision. If you don't have a clear vision, it's like you're a person who's like in darkness. This is an analogy. Darkness, oh, depressing, despair. That's what darkness is a connotation of. So, you have a clear vision, you're in light. Second, a clear vision helps you know where you are going. It tells you where you are going. That's where I'm going. It gives you a sense of meaning, purpose, destiny. Because you know your destination. See, a lot of the meaninglessness and purposelessness in life is mainly because there's no vision. When you have vision, meaning, purpose, destiny, the sense of purpose fills you. Number three, keeps you from stumbling. Avoid the pitfalls. Stop hurting yourself because you're a person with a vision. You can see you're going somewhere. You avoid all the pitfalls, other people. What kind of, when we talk about pitfalls, we're talking about you know, getting the wrong things. 
Avoids all that. Why? Because you have a vision. You know where you're going. And lastly, it helps you stay focused. So you know what to say no to. People say, come here, do this. Come here, do that. So sorry, no. Why? I'm going somewhere. I have a vision. I'm staying focused on it. So I have to say no to the things that don't align to the vision. It helps you stay focused. Distractions basically means broken focus. And distractions dissipate time, energy, resources. So if you're distracted, it's actually a waste. Stay focused. But to stay focused, you need to have a clear vision. Amen? So I want to challenge each of us this year. It's the beginning of the year. It's a wonderful time to sit down and say, God, per person, what kind of person should I be spiritually before this year is over? Person. Second, why should I become that person? Why should I become that person? My purpose. Process. What should I do to get there? You write down a few things. We've just given one example. How you break it down into goals and tasks. You want to do it something different? Perfectly fine. It's okay. There's no set way. But how do I get there? Have, put it in your mind. And then work on it through the course of the year. Amen? And by the year is over, you will see yourself. Spiritually, you've come to a higher place. You're in a better place with God, with others. Amen? Let's rise to our feet, please. We're going to pray. I just want to pray over all of us, saying, God, help us do this. We've come here not just to hear a message, but we come because we want our lives changed. We're all on a journey. We're going somewhere. I just want to pray over us and God release grace, the work of your spirit to help each one of us move up higher spiritually this year. We learned how to do it. Now give us the grace to do it. I just want to pray over us before we close. Father, I pray over every person God who's here this morning. Every person. For those who've been watching online, listening online, or who may listen to this later. Father, we pray that by the strength that comes from the Holy Spirit, by the grace that comes from you, God, you will help each one of us. That spiritually, we'll go up higher. We'll become something. We'll grow. We'll mature. And Lord, that you'll help us make that journey through the course of this year. Give us the grace, the empowering to do what we need to do to grow, to become that. So that each one of us are changed from glory to glory. From strength to strength. From faith to faith. Each one of us, Lord. That none of us will remain the same way, spiritually. Holy Spirit, just help each one of us. Help each one of us. Give us grace. Touch, touch each one. 
Right now, Lord, touch each one by your grace. Touch each one. Let there be empowering. Let there be the strength of resolve. And Lord, the grace to be able to do these things. Touch each one, Lord. And we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for doing this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We honor you. We bless you. We praise you, Jesus. We exalt you. Thank you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are great, oh God. You the miracles so great. Can the worship team come up, please? We're going to just sing that song, and I want us to pray. I want us to pray for some healings and some miracles in this place. You are great. You the miracles so great. There is no one like you. Oh, Lord, we worship you. We honor you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, oh God. Praise you. Thank you, God. Let's just sing. Let's sing. Oh, great. Go ahead. Thank you. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we lift your holy name. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we lift your holy name. You are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. You are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no Serve the glory and the honor, Lord. We lift our hands in worship as we lift your holy name. You deserve the glory and the honor, Lord. We lift our hands in worship. As we lift your holy name, you are great, you do miracles so great, there is no one else like you, there is no one else like you, you are great, you do miracles so great, there is no Oh, 
So I want to pray specifically for people who are in need of financial miracles. You're standing here this morning and, and there is there you may be in a situation where you need God to intervene for you financially. I want to just pray over you very specifically this morning. And you believe God with me. We will all believe God together for those financial miracles. Amen. Now, if you're in a situation where like, you know, I don't need any financial miracles, okay, pray for the person who needs that. Amen. There could be people here this morning who are in a situation where you say, God, you have to come through for me financially. I want you to just pray. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we pray for people in this place who need a financial miracle, whatever the situation may be, God. It's a need in their life that has to be met. And Father, we thank you that you are the God of miracles. Jesus, you do miracles so great. So in the authority of the name of Jesus Christ, I speak into the life of every person here who is in need of financial provision. In the name of Jesus Christ, I release the provision of God into your life. I declare, command a release of finances to meet your need. Let's all agree together. You say, yes, Lord. We agree together for a release, a supernatural release of finances to meet the needs of people, God's people. That there will be no one who is suffering in lack. Because the Lord is our shepherd. And we will not be in want. That is the word of God. Because my God supplies for all your needs. According to his riches and glory. Through Jesus Christ. And so Father we declare those needs met Lord those financial needs we declare that need met thank you oh God I just want to pray secondly for another thing for those of people who might be wanting to travel abroad but the visa is an issue I just want to pray over that Father we pray that these doors will open up in their lives the visa will not be a problem that there will be supernatural favor. There will be divine intervention. And they will receive it. So I want you to say, God, I receive it. If you are one of those, you know, you have to travel abroad. Visa is the thing. God, I receive it. Father, we declare miracles. We declare divine intervention. We declare your intervention into those situations, God. You will do it. Let them walk with peace from this place. It is done. It is done. Because our Father in heaven takes care of it. We thank you. We bless you, God. We thank you. So we honor you, Father. We give you praise. We give you thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We're going to close the service. But I call our ministry team, people up, ministry leaders, to please make yourself available in front so that we can pray for people who have needs. You know, others can go, but those who have needs, if you have prayer, you want prayer.
our ministry leaders will be available. They'll be here to pray with you, minister to you. And we serve a miracle working God. He will do it. Amen. So ministry leaders, please come. Make yourself available. I will close the service. And those who need prayer and ministry, you're welcome to come forward. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with each of us always. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes, TV programs, publications, please visit apcwo.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, please visit apcwo.org slash Bible College. Please remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the app or Google Play stores.